mixing that with functional training, everything really, really changed for me. And that's when I started lifting my ass, toning my back, getting abs at age 27, starting to do things I never thought I could do. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Wholehearted Glow podcast. I am your host, Blaze Collette, and today we are going to talk about why women need to strength train and the importance of this strength training for seeing the body results that you want for feeling your body composition changing, for reducing your risk of injury, for reducing your risk of breaking bones. And I'm very passionate about this topic because I have been a personal trainer for nine years and I have done a lot of different things myself. I have tried a lot of different fitness methods. And so we are going to talk about that today, how to stop being a cardio junkie and to start strength training. So it's a very exciting episode. We are here on YouTube. We're here on your podcast listening platform. And this is exciting stuff. I I really love talking about things more in depth because it's important that we are educated on why strength training is good for your body and that we do that consistently. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how that is different from just, you know, going to a bar class and why that provides a different result in your body. So within that context, we also want to think about how does stress impact our body and our mind and how do we recover and also how do we get in these really solid workouts? So when we're thinking about, man, how can I be consistent in my strength training and how can I be consistent in resting? All these things are super important. So I'm excited to speak with you about them today. And today's podcast on the Wholehearted Glow pod is brought to you by Magic Mind. Magic Mind is an incredible company that specializes in mushroom nootropics and matcha. And it's mixed into this elixir drink. They're really cute. They're really efficient. And what I have found is that they really help me to feel focused and get the energy boost that I need in the morning for weightlifting, for recovery, for general productivity. And I'm able to do that with Magic Mind. Cool thing about Magic Mind is that their ingredients are really, really high quality. They use some of the best matcha in the world. That's where they source from in Japan. And their nootropics allow for your body to get the stimulation that it needs without getting a really massive crash. And that's why I really like Magic Mind. I take it every single morning. You can take this in place of a caffeinated drink like coffee or you could take it with it if you really would like, and it's going to keep your nervous system more stable, which is also really important, and we're going to get into your nervous system today. So thank you, Magic Mind, for sponsoring this podcast. We will link a discount code in the show notes, but feel free to head over to magicmind.com and see what they have to offer. So I want to talk about 
two different examples of what you might be doing and why example one is not going to give you a toning strong result and why example two is going to give you this result. This is important because having real world application allows us to better understand what we could be doing that's working and what's not working. So we're going to talk about progressive overload and strength training and why it's important to fat loss. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see there is a little bicep moment happening here. All right. It's a lot of work I took. But anyways, so let's talk about a few different things. The first thing is that a lot of clients have come to me wondering why they're not getting the toned fit body result they're looking for from group exercise classes, which have an emphasis on high caloric burn, high reps, and low weight. And I want to talk about this as example one. So let's say that you go to the gym or this is, let's say this is your current fitness routine. I've seen this like a million times with clients. Monday, you go to Orange Theory. Tuesday, you go to bar. Wednesday, you go to Orange Theory or some sort of treadmill class is what I'm referring to with that. Thursday, you go for a walk. Friday, you go to Pilates and maybe yoga. And then Saturday, you go for a walk or a run. And you wonder why your body feels very flat feels very not toned and not very lifted. Like it just feels like everything's kind of, you know, if you've ever seen like a skinny fat person where you're like, well, they're really small, but they're not muscular. I wouldn't call them strong. That type of exercise regimen is not bad because it does have some benefits. The benefits would be cardio from your treadmill classes, which is good for your heart. And also just general movement is good. Walking is good. Maybe a light run is fine. But why is this not giving us the body we want? The reason why is because you're not putting enough stress and load on your body via weights in order for your body to have to work hard enough to actually break down the muscle fibers that you have and to build them back up. Okay. Another great example of why you don't see the body that you're looking for in high cardio training, similar to this fitness regimen, is like, have you ever seen an intense hiker or a through hiker? A lot of times, through hikers are actually very top heavy, people that hike all the time, but they don't do any weight training or core training or bikers. They're very top heavy. So like, instead of their body being very toned, you can see that my abs are coming through here and I'm actually on my period today, so I am bloated and I am 29 years old. Instead of seeing the top uh, part of the body being very toned, it's actually very fluffy. There's not a lot of strength. I've seen this a lot with through hikers and bikers. So this is all grouping into one category, which is excess cardio and excess high repetition with low weight. Now, I wanna talk about this too because it's very subjective, right? Like sometimes you actually need to do high cardio and low weight, but not all the time. For example, like when I was doing Ironman training, we did so many reps, we're talking hundreds of reps, but we still lifted weight enough to the point where my body was having to work. It wasn't ever like, oh fuck, I'm gonna be so sore that like I literally can't move. It was like, we're still lifting, you know, between, we lift between 40 and 100 pounds. So we were still getting weight training, 
but we definitely were doing higher reps and that's okay, but we were still putting enough stress on the body in order to provide change. So basically, like I said, it's important to look at your current fitness routine and wonder what your exertion level is in these classes. Now, if we wanna completely isolate cardio, which we're going to do here in this example, I want you to still think about getting in two to three days of cardio per week. If you're just a normal person who works a nine to five or who has a job, maybe the job is sedentary or somewhat active, still need to get two to three days of cardio per week, okay? And you need to do this for a few reasons. The first reason is it's good for your heart and it's good for your lungs. So when we think about diseases like COVID, a lot of people were getting really sick from COVID because their lungs were not strong and they didn't have a high capacity to like take deep breaths. So if you want to do things that actually expand your lung capacity, swimming is actually one of the best things because being underwater forces your lungs to expand bigger than they would if you were on land. So that's the first reason why you should continue doing your cardio. The second reason you should continue doing your cardio is because if you work the intensity of your cardio right, it's really, really good for fat loss. Now, if you just go for a five mile steady state run at 10 minute miles the entire time, that's actually going to be not as beneficial for your body as doing 30 minutes of cardio bursting, meaning you're basically going hard for two minutes, rest for two minutes, hard for one minute, rest for one minute. Heart rate variability is really important and cardio allows us to do training in which we get heart rate variability. So that is really, really, really important, okay? And then the last reason is because it's good for stress. I personally do my cardio for my mental health. It used to be that I was such a cardio junkie that I ran and swam and biked like every single day. And I was a lot softer actually. Um, I was not quite as toned. I really didn't love my body at that time. And yeah, it just, it didn't really provide the result that I wanted. But what I do love about cardio is for me, like I said, it's for my mental health. I love waking up and going for a run or going and doing intervals and really challenging myself. And I love swimming. Swimming just clears my mind. So those are three reasons why you should do cardio. You should do cardio because it's great for your heart and your lungs. You should do cardio because it challenges your heart rate and provides heart rate variability, which can be great for fat loss. And also it's great for reducing stress. So if you have a lot of stress in your life and you are starting from ground zero, all right, and you're not doing any exercise, start with cardio. It's great, okay? But if you are like the person I mentioned in example one, who's doing the treadmill classes, who's going to the bar and the Pilates and the walking and the slight running, and they're not really getting any change, this next example is going to help you figure out like, okay, what can I change here? And then we're gonna talk about how doing this type of strength training actually builds muscle in comparison. So what we learned in example one is that you're not putting enough stress on the muscle to feel like the muscle's breaking down. For example, all right, if you put your arms out right now and your fingertips are facing forward and you just pull your elbows back, you can do it in your car if you're listening, all right, you can do it in your house, you could do this probably for 100 reps, 50 reps, and you would be 
fine. Now, imagine if you had two 15-pound weights. You might barely get 12 to 15 reps in, and that's what we're gonna talk about in example number two. So this is my current fitness routine. This is 2022. We are in November. And I, like I said, I've been a trainer for a long time. I've tried every type of fitness you could possibly imagine. And when I got certified in kettlebell training and started learning about powerlifting and barbell training, and then also mixing that with functional training, everything really, really changed for me. And that's when I started lifting my ass toning my back, getting abs at age 27, and starting to do things I never thought I can do. I can do pull-ups now. Like, it's honestly (laughs) really crazy, and I am just a normal person. I did not have any special talents or gifts growing up in regards to strength training. I was a very slow, very non-efficient, and kind of overweight athlete. So, Here's my typical routine. We're gonna start with a Monday and we're gonna go through to a Sunday. Now, of course, I am a trainer. I do this for a living. So you might think, Blaze, you're on fucking crack. Like, I am never gonna train like you do. And that's totally fine. I am not expecting perfection. I'm not expecting that you do the exact training as me, but I wanna just use my training as an example. And also, it's the training that I do with my clients. So, number one, Mondays. Let's say my lifts are on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. On Mondays, I will do a functional push day. So what this means is that I am going to push weight in the gym or at my house. So an example of pushing would be a squat. If I am squatting down, I have to push through my heels to push myself up for my squat, holding weight. Then I might do push-ups and then I might do mountain climbers. And I would go for four rounds of that, increasing my weight on the heaviest movement, which is the squat, as I go. Then I would do another set, which would probably be a deficit reverse lunge. A deficit reverse lunge is where you stand with your feet up on an elevated surface, maybe like six inches off the ground, maybe lower, just two yoga blocks could work. And you stand on those and then you step your back foot down, you drop it into a reverse lunge and then you come up and I would hold weight either at my shoulders or down low. Now I know I can get really technical here and I'm gonna try not to get too, too technical, but if you hold weight above your heart, your heart rate's going to get up higher and it's actually going to be more challenging, meaning your rate of perceived exertion will be higher. So if you're looking for more of a challenge in something like a reverse lunge to affect change in your lower body, you could put the weights up at your shoulders as opposed to down by your sides. So I demonstrated that on the YouTube here. And so you could do deficit reverse lunges and then let's see a beast crawl, which is where you're on your hands and knees crawling across the floor. Sometimes I put a weight on my back and then I would finish that off with, let's say, half kneeling wood choppers, which is a fancy way of saying you basically get onto one knee and you hold a weight down low and then you reach your arms up, trying not to move your upper body too much. So what we're doing there is we're hitting so many different parts of the body in a full body push training session, but everything I'm doing, I'm pushing as opposed to 
pulling, right? Those are two different things. And when we can understand the difference in our exercises between pushing and pulling, we can have a really effective workout. So some days I do pushes and pulls, but you want to pick one where it's like primarily pushing. So that was primarily pushing the half kneeling wood chopper where you reach your arms forward and back. That technically could be a pull, um, but that's okay. And then I would do four rounds of that, increasing my weight on the reverse lunges into the point where like my quads are on fire and burning. And yeah, you could also do overhead presses, but the importance of why I'm giving you this example is because you don't want to be doing reps or weight in which you feel that your reps could go on forever. The goal is to have your reps between eight and 12 reps max for strength training. So if you do an exercise and you're like, I could do 20 of those on one leg. Okay, then probably you're not lifting hard enough to get progressive overload, which is what we're working towards understanding, okay? Wednesday would be the exact same thing, but it would be more of a pull day. So I would deadlift, I would kettlebell swing, I would kettlebell clean, I would kettlebell snatch or barbell snatch, I would do pull-ups, I would do, let's say, side plank crunches and side plank. All those things are pulls and they are very effective. You could also do a sled pulse if you had a turf at your gym and you have one of those big ass sleds that people use that are like football people. You would grab onto that, put weight and pull it across the room. Those are super hard, I love them. And that would be my pull day. And then on Friday, I like to make it more of a lighter day that focuses on functional training and mechanics. So that means a lot of body weight, a lot of banded exercises, a lot of mobility exercises, which you can see on my Instagram at this is blaze B or also here on my YouTube channel at this is blaze. And yeah, I like doing things to get into my hips and my shoulders and get my heart rate up the entire time. But what I'm doing is Every day is different. Monday is a push day, Wednesday is a pull day, and then Friday is typically like a body weight hit day, which I call a metabolic conditioning day because it's different than just going for a run where when you're running, you just run in a straight line for three miles. When you're doing like a lighter hit day, you're moving all over the place, you're doing different exercises, and that is great because it requires your body to adapt in a different way than something you're used to doing all the time. Um, you could also do lightweight on that day if you want, which I do a lot. I did that the other day on Saturday. I had a lighter workout and today's gonna ideally be heavier. So let's talk about why this builds muscle. So if I'm doing my reps and I'm being really solid and consistent on eight to 12 reps, 15 max, and I'm feeling that challenge every time, then what's gonna happen is you're gonna get the load, which is the weight, and then the next day you're gonna be sore or maybe you'll be more sore the day after. What's happening there is that your muscles are breaking down to the point where you feel that soreness. And then two days after your workout, after 48 hours, that's like the peak time to get in your second lift because you've gone from load, you've had time to adapt to that load, and then you come up, you go again, you go back to increasing load on your second day of training, you adapt, 
and then you go up again. This is how you build muscle. It's like a chart. So if we're looking at the chart and we're using example one, cardio training, light reps. Okay, cool. I'm tired. Okay, now the next day I'm doing bar training, light reps. Like I'm not putting enough stress on my body to bump up because I'm not having to really adapt my body. Instead, I'm like, I could go to Orange Theory every fucking day. Like, I'm killing it. Or like, I could go to bar every day. Why do you think people go to Pilates and bar every single day? Because they're not so sore that they can't go, okay? Now, when you do three really solid days of strength training, you go in, you go hard, you come out, you're like, holy fuck. The next day, you should not be able to lift weights. It should not feel good to lift weights. Okay, so then you adapt and then you're stronger. Then it's the next day. You train, you adapt, then you're stronger. That's how we move the needle on weight training, on gaining muscle, on losing fat. And that's why weight is really just a number. And I really want to emphasize that today because I weigh, let's say, I think I weigh like four pounds less than I weighed in college, which isn't that much. College was seven years ago, but I look 10 times better. Um, Something I'm really proud of are my shoulders because I used to have back fat, which you could see on my Instagram. But yeah, my back and my arms and my abs, I'm really proud of because I used to really struggle with getting this area toned the way I wanted to. And now you can see on YouTube that like homegirl is thriving and it feels great and I'm not bulky and my body is really tight and toned and I'm super happy with it. So that's why you have to stop thinking about calories burned. So let's talk about the metabolic effect now of strength training. So when you're actually strength training, you're not going to burn as many calories as you would on a six mile run. On a six mile run, you probably, depending on your intensity, burn between, you know, 500 and 800 calories. And in a strength training session for an hour, you're probably going to burn between 300 and 400 calories. So you might be thinking, okay, well, um, that's not efficient. I need to burn calories because calories equal weight loss. Not necessarily. (laughs) Um, So we want to think about What does our body do after we train? It has to adapt more because it's not a steady state exercise. You're working hard enough to where you're getting the heart rate variability that we talked about and your body is forced to adapt more, which means when you are strength training, you're actually going to go into a state of metabolic fat burning for the 36 hours after your weightlifting session, which is good because that means that you're going to burn more calories after your workout than you would if you were just going for a run, which is why, have you ever heard someone say after your workout, make sure you get in your protein. This is important because your body has broken down the muscles so much that it needs to replenish those muscles somehow with protein. If we don't do that, then it's harder for us to build muscle, which is why protein is super important. So that's why strength training matters. That's why girls can get away with going to the gym three days a week and just having really solid weightlifting sessions and get the results that they want. As opposed to, I have seen many cardio junkies that work out every single day 
and they just look very frail and flimsy, which if you're into that, like that's cool, but that's not an interest of mine personally. Like I would so much rather be strong. And this is great for your bone density. This is great for your muscle mass. And when we think about aging and getting older, we really want to make sure that we're staying strong and we're strength training and building muscle because if we do that, then our body is really going to thank us with staying strong and staying fit. And there's absolutely no reason why you can't have abs at age 30, can't have abs at age 40. What's happening and like the problem with why women start to see their bodies really declining is because they're not actually challenging themselves in the gym. They're not strength training. They're not learning the benefits and the need for strength training and why it's important. And then like their metabolism is not as revved up because they're not doing things that rev their metabolism. And then they're like, blaze, why did I gain 30 pounds at age, like by age 30 from ages 20 to 30? Or why did I gain 15 pounds when I turned 40? It's like, because you're not challenging your body enough with resistance training to see any type of change. Now, I also want to talk about weight training is super important, but also resistance training is important too. And weight training is resistance training, but if you're an athlete or you are a person who does outdoor sports, that's also great because I want you to think about surfers, climbers, swimmers, skiers, they're fucking shredded. Why are they shredded? Because they're putting so much stress on their body during those sessions and working against like nature, let's say the ocean, let's say a rock, let's say snow, that they're actually doing resistance training. It's like going weightlifting all day, except for you're in the ocean. And that's why when you look at surfers and climbers and skiers, a lot of times they're completely shredded because like they are fucking working. So that brings me to my next point, which is intensity. And like I said, with your strength training, you want to make sure it's hard enough that you couldn't do a million reps of it. But at the same time, like you want to think about like, how does that translate to intensity, whether I'm doing cardio or whether I'm doing strength, you want your intensity to be high. It doesn't have to be like a two hour weightlifting session. My weightlifting sessions are normally between 45 minutes and an hour. And like, that is plenty. I don't want to do any more than that. And I definitely feel the result from that. So that's also important is think about the intensity. Like if you're just like walking around the gym and going onto the quad press, leg press machine, and then like maybe doing a little lat pull down and maybe like five pushups, like don't expect to get results. Expect to get results when you come into your workout with a plan and you come in and you're like, I'm doing this, 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 and this. I have been a trainer for nine years and I still write out every single workout. I write out every single thing that I'm going to do. And I write out how many times I'm going to do it. That way, when I go into the gym, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not afraid of walking in there and I feel really solid in what's happening. Okay. So I want you to think about having a plan. If you need a strength training program, I have them on my website at wholeheartedglowcoaching.com. And this is very important. This is really like what has saved my body, what has changed my body. And I am so, so beyond grateful that weight training exists because I feel healthier and stronger and fitter now at age 29 than I did at 22. And at 22, all I was doing was running every day. And now I'm doing climbing, 
and lifting and swimming and interval running and mountain running and backcountry skiing and surfing and the list goes on and on and on. Then your life becomes a lifestyle, right? As opposed to just like only wanting to be in the gym, you're going to start to get so strong that you'll feel yourself wanting to go into different environments where you can test your strength. So I am really hoping that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that it was informative to you. And I also hope that if you're looking for a way to increase your productivity and to just feel better and more consistently sustained with energy throughout the day, that you will check out Magic Mind because I think they're really great. I really love their message and what they're doing. And it's really good stuff. So... You know, if you do get a subscription of Magic Mind with a one-time purchase, you can get 40% off with your discount code. So that's really cool. I'll link that in the show notes. Thank you again so much for listening to what I have to say about strength training. If you are looking for a personal training coach, I do offer online training. And if not, let's just um, connect on Instagram or YouTube. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day and go challenge yourself today. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Wholehearted Glow podcast today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to write a review. I would love, 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 love to hear from you. And if you would like to connect on Instagram, I am at wholehearted underscore glow. Lots of daily shenanigans going on there, but also like real life stuff, coaching stuff, fitness stuff. So anything you need, that is the place to contact me directly. And I will speak with you soon. Bye.